0: Hey everyone, it's me, Neil Brennan. My guest today, uh, you saw on the thumbnail, if you're not familiar with him, he just had a Netflix special drop called Working Man. Before that, he had a, a Netflix half hour on the the stand-ups. the stand-ups. I knew nothing about him until I saw him on the stand-ups, and uh, he's Bargatze affiliated. He's part of that click-heavy Southern, the Southern mob. Absolutely, I mean it's a huge deal. He's on Nate's podcast. He's on, He's got a podcast with his wife called "We're Having Fun." His name's Dusty Slay, ladies and gentlemen. Anything All I right. left out? Uh, well, uh, the podcast is "We're Having a Good Time." We're having a good time. Sorry, that's what he. The thing he says. We're having a good time, and uh, thank you, thank you. when probably when he's it works best when you're bombing.
1: That's where it came from. Yes. I mean, it's like I was doing a show at a pizza place in New York City, and I just was not doing well. Mm-hmm. And I just kept saying, we're having a good time. And the more I said it, the more people got
0: into the show. Yep. As a old man named Dave Chappelle once said to me, you can tell how funny someone is by how they bomb.
1: Well, I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, I've never thought of that, but I think that's right. I, and I find that if you, uh, move around enough awkwardly, touch your glasses enough, your hat, your face, your nose, people will be like, this guy's weird, but I'm into what he's doing.
0: Yeah. So I should touch my face. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do.
1: I don't even know I why i it. I touch my I'm glasses on it.
0: three mics so much. I, it annoyed me and yeah. I didn't even know I was doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I watch videos of myself, and I think, oh, man, stop waving so much. But when I'm up there, it feels fun. I'm into it, you know? That's how I get physical with it.
0: Go on, get physical with it. Yeah.
1: Where are you from? I am from Alabama, a town called Opelika, Alabama. I live in Nashville,
0: Tennessee. And Dusty Slay is a fake showbiz name to sound Southern, right? No it's the real deal. I'll tell you this. This a little uh, on my government paperwork, my
1: name is listed as Dustin, but no one in my family ever called me Dustin, even my parents. So I'm like is it really my name
0: if no one ever right. called
1: me that? They just wrote it down.
0: And why did they do? If they had no intention of calling you Dustin. My mom says I was named after a, a
1: character on a soap opera named Dusty. And my mm-hmm. dad says I was named after the wrestler Dusty Rhodes. So I don't know where they came up with Dustin.
0: What's great is neither one of them are especially classy. No, you know absolutely what I mean? not. Like from the soaps or from wrestling, either way. You're in Alabama. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a classy Dusty. I can't think of one, but go ahead and write on it in, <laughs> yeah. in the comments if you can think of a classy Dusty. I mean, Dusty, no. George Strait uh, had a movie called Pure Country.
1: His his name was Dusty. I mean, that's like you know, that's Texas classy. I think. So
0: you're you have my favorite joke about country music. I don't like country music. I'm not like I don't hate it. It just doesn't work on me. And I do a thing where instead of if I cut to the joke, it'll get copyright flag. So I have a new custom where I I made Brian Regan just do old bits. And I would like you, please, if you may, it wasn't too good for Brian Regan. So let people know about the country music. Well, one.
1: I'll tell you, I mean, the fact that you like that joke, uh, I already liked it. But I was like, oh, that makes me feel really good about the joke. That I specifically liked it. Yeah, because I I figured you weren't a country music fan. Yes. But I say, you know, uh, a good country song can have you reminiscing about times you never had. Like I never went to the lake growing up. My family wasn't like a lake family. But I hear a country song about the lake. I'm like, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's. It's like it's like that with a lot of country. There's a Joe Diffie song where he where he talks about home, where he, where he, I guess he's describing his home, and it his and I listen to it and it makes me think about my childhood, even though it was nothing like mine. Like he says, home was an easy chair with my daddy there, and I'm like, my parents were divorced. You know, my dad might have had an easy chair, but it wasn't at our
0: house. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it might have been in his mistress's
1: house, <laughs> right. but it sure as hell
0: wouldn't. Yeah. for you.
1: Yeah, and it's like so. I mean, my my life much. I liked my childhood a lot, but it's like you listen to these country songs, and it's like it just just describes this great
0: family. What's life. funny is I, could, I grew up not country at all, and I'm a cult, coastal elite kind of. And I was like, yeah, country music does that. Yeah, where it just that guitar, it's like hypnotic. And it makes you believe that you you got a girl that got just all the shit that all the country- and you I got a pickup truck and I wear boots, and I don't yeah, and it, yeah, it's a vibe and you get into it, yes, yes. maybe more than any other genre.
1: That's why a lot of new country, I feel like, is losing that vibe. Right? It's, it's something about a fiddle and a steel guitar that really brings it in, and we're not doing a lot of that these
0: days. What is what's new country sound like? I don't know. It, I feel like all music sounds the same now. Like it all ev- sounds like a Japanese video game to me.
1: Yeah, all genres are like the same now. It's just different accents.
0: Yep you you make a good point. Um, Alabama. So when did you start doing stand up? I moved to Charleston, South Carolina when I was 21. Beautiful city. I love Charleston. it. I love it. I did a show there one night. It was like an enchanted. It's so great. I moved there when I was 21,
1: fresh out of a trailer park. Uh, it's a very classy city. I had a hard time adjusting. Uh, I started doing improv. And What's uh, the name of the improv place uh, there? Theater 99.
0: I think I did a show there.
1: I bet so. Yeah. If you've been there, I bet you've done Theater 99. Yeah. Real small place. Yeah. Above a bicycle shop. Is this a
0: country song or this is actually... (laughs) No, this is the real thing.
1: It could be. But Charleston uh, is such a... And I did did improv. I did stand-up a little bit back then, but I was drinking a bunch and really partying, getting into a vibe. And then so I quit comedy and then in 2008 started doing it again when I was about 26. And I felt like I... When I was 21, I was trying to make up all these things. I was trying to make up all these cliched Southern things. I was wearing overalls. I was doing no shoes. I mean, this was, you know, I had no idea what was going on. My whole you life- You literally
0: wearing overalls with no shoes. Oh, yeah.
1: My first time ever doing stand-up, I went on stage and overalls, no shoes. Uh, you know, I was trying to- you know, and not even that layering the cable guys taking it that far, but I was trying I mean, to, no
0: shoes is un, is it, incredible. It, it really would is. Would you ever make your
1: feet dirtier? For, no. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, you're walking around on some of cuz this was like the Music Farm in Charleston, which all the rock bands would come there at the time. So, just walking on that floor is sure, I mean, that's Walmart feet immediately,
0: <laughs> you know. But a cute case of Walmart feet. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to know about the cuz it's not really on here. Well, I guess it is on here. Oh, yeah, substance abuse. So, and uh, drugs and alcohol um, will ding it. All right, what was the what was the premise of all the drinking and drugs? Cause I, and not like there needs to be other than just like that's what you it seemed like you should do. Well, I think, you know, out of high school I was like,
1: you know, we we grew up in a kind of small town but right next to Auburn University, right? So, you had this I don't know, we just felt like we had this access to different drugs you know so we got into acid a bit right out of high school and we would just we did that a lot there was quite a crew of us doing it none of you guys go to college yeah some of us went to college i mean most of us were you know we graduated high school but we weren't really doing a college thing right Yeah, and you didn't graduate like by a lot you weren't No, like, no. We were, you know, we were happy that it happened. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, and you know, and not to throw my sisters under the bus. They they're 10 years older than me and kind of had a different life, but you know, I was the first one of my mom's kids to graduate high school. My two older hmm. sisters got GEDs. So, uh, you know, so it was a real celebration yeah, just course. for the diploma. And uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, you, you just get bored in a in a small town and this is not a tiny town, but you get bored and, and, and like, you know, we just kind of, you know, there was a couple of private school kids. One guy, uh, he actually did go to college. I think he's a rocket scientist out in this area now. Very smart guy. But he was the biggest drug guy of the whole crew. You know, what does that look like every day?
0: He's doing drugs or it's
1: like, I don't know. I wasn't around, but he could get the best stuff. I mean, the worst experiences I had on acid came from stuff he gave me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, he didn't give it, you know, but, uh, you know, we just, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. You know, there's no, there's no regulation at all. You're just getting things. And
0: I would also, it sounds like this is before the internet. Oh yeah. And you can't express to people how little there was to do before the internet it's so true it's there was fucking i mean 70s 80s not like i was alive in the i was whatever social in the late 80s 90s and there was nothing to do it was like you you was like we were all shipwrecked and did we're just in this land and had nothing to do we didn't have phone we just Walk around and go, what's going on? Let's go see if anything's happening over there. Yeah. I mean, we would
1: stay up real late and go to Walmart, you know, at, you know, four or five in the morning and just, you know, play in the toy section. (laughs) Because there's nothing to do. Yeah. And and we would drive around. We would, you know, as the sun started to come up, we'd all be on acid driving around. And just, we'd be the only car out there on the road. I remember driving, biting the steering wheel as, you know, we're just out of our minds.
0: Did you ever get uh, arrested for it?
1: I never. No. I mean, I did get arrested one time, but it was like, of all the times... That was like the least I should have been arrested for. Yeah. You know, I mean, there were times where you
0: told the cops that,
1: right? You should have been here last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like if I'd gotten pulled over on, on acid, I mean, who knows what that would have been like? I might have blew the cop's mind. You
0: might have changed all of police work. Yeah. If you've said it right. Yeah. What were your acid experiences like?
1: I mean, it's mostly you know, like you say. I mean, you know, we're sitting around listening to Pink Floyd, watching old SNL VHS tapes, staring at our own faces Best in the mirror. Of Will Farrell. we had uh, Chris Farley and Adam Sandler. Great, just that kind of stuff. We're just sitting around, uh, you know, this, you know, making little fires, and you know, f- we got, I got a videotape of us doing it one night. But this, it's not really that exciting of a video. It's just four or five dudes in a house. Yeah
2: looking at the got camera, sitting on the floor you got two guys
1: on the floor <laughs> yeah you got your under overalls on uh no no i'm uh i think uh you know the overalls that's part of trying to make it now my dad wears overalls every day of his life so
0: it's not totally made up but you know that was part of me trying to what make is the appeal of character. overalls by the way just you know what i mean like all right so your dad wears them why do you think he wears
1: them you got a lot of pockets
0: you okay. know you got different things like don't was... you lose shit though If you have that many, but I guess you wear it every day.
1: Yeah. I mean, my dad has, you have a front pocket right here. He used to keep his chewing tobacco and a small pistol in there. And I think now we're just
0: literally a small pistol. Oh yeah. Did he ever take it out? Not, not, he's never had to use
1: it that I know about, but you know, it's in there. He's taken it out to show me that he has it in there. (laughs) You know, we were in a waffle house and I was, and he, my dad kept saying something about this guy with a lot of tattoos in there. And uh, I was like, you know, you got to chill out. That guy may have a gun. And he goes, me too. You know, and then he shows it to me. Great. Yeah.
0: Does it make you more hungry or less hungry? <sighs>
1: I was pretty
0: indifferent to it.
1: You know, I don't think I really thought anything about it. Uh, uh,
0: you know, the Southern but. culture of guns, as someone who hasn't didn't grow up there and has so little experience with guns, is just like a thing that you get used to.
1: Yeah. I mean, it never, like, I I don't even know if it's a thing you have to get used to. You just kind of grow up with it and you don't even think about it. Like I took hunter safety courses, you know, I'm a pretty good shot, but you know, we did, we also learned to like not play with guns. Yeah. You know, like my dad had a gun. He may still have it. He had like a, you know, the gun belt hung around his bedpost with a gun in it. Like my whole childhood. And we just knew plus
0: the overall pistol.
1: Oh yeah, I mean we just knew not to mess with it. It wasn't locked. He had some guns in a cabinet, but no safe. You know, it's a funny thing of like
0: why have if you've got one on your bedpost and one in the in the in the front pocket? What are the what are the shelf? Well, you don't sleep in the overalls, you know. So well, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I got I see that. I've accounted for that. That's why he's got (laughs) it next to the bed. Yeah. What are the what are the, the the showcase guns for? You mean like in a cabinet? Yeah, you know
1: you'll have the rifles and shotguns for hunting. Okay. So you're not you're not really show. Well, I guess you are showing them off. You want you know you want other hunters that come over to know what you're working with. <laughs> <laughs> I got a home video of my. dad. I think this was my dad. Like he got a video camera and was trying to, uh, in case he got the guns got stolen. But it's like him showing every gun, reading off the serial number, reading the brand. I mean, it's a whole video going through the whole thing.
0: And is he proud or is it just like, this is informational? I, I think a little of both. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely proud. He's like, look at this thing. It's, it's a funny. It's, I mean, I get it, but I. it also, the thing that no one ever, there was a Reddit thread the other day about killing a home intruder. What it's like to kill a home intruder. It's a joke I've never been able to do was, So if someone breaks into my house, I have to shoot them. And then we just have to sit there and wait till the cops arrive for probably 10 minutes. And is it, does it become like a small talk situation? Like what, so what made you pick? You're just sitting there. And then there's, I mean, in the, in the Reddit there was things about like little kids and it just seems like I just take my TV. I don't want to kill someone. Yeah. Take my TV. I don't give a shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh it's a wild thing. I mean, I, I you know, my dad has never had to shoot anyone. Yeah. Uh I've never shot anyone. I you know, I've gone hunting. You know, I've killed small animals when I was younger, but I've never killed a deer. I went hunting a few years back. And as I was sitting there, I was thinking, if a deer actually came, could I shoot it at yeah. this point? And I don't know if I could. I like animals. I like nature. And I understand hunting. I like eating meat. Uh, but I just don't know that I could do it.
0: Well, if- that happens in war a lot. Yeah. That there are guys that sign up, enlist, get drafted, go. And then I think World War II, they were just shooting in the air because they didn't want to kill people. Oh, yeah. Which is like there's a there's also a statistic about in terms of uh, repeat murderers. Someone, If you've killed someone once, there's a 1% chance you'll do it again. Wow, so 99 percent of people are like, "Did it? Don't no, thank you." And I get I did it once, and I don't think I, that wasn't helpful for me, yeah, for my life overall. yeah, I couldn't I don't think I could live with it. I accidentally killed a groundhog in
1: my backyard, and uh, I still, with a gun uh, with a well, with a trap, I was trying to get something else, and it got the groundhog
0: what were you trying to get
1: well i was trying i wasn't i was trying to trap the groundhog and take it away
0: and f- question it yeah <laughs>
1: well i just wanted to get rid of it it was eating my garden i wanted to get yep. it in the cage and then it died in there
0: how and, long was it in there for i don't know i feel bad about it i was no I, it is a well, weird even killing even mouse traps is a bit like i don't love this process no i left and i,
1: I accidentally left the cage set up the trap set up and it died in there and i it's i still feel bad about it like i wanted it to stop eating my vegetables but yeah, i didn't want to kill it no and i you know i tried to save a turtle the other day it was a big snapping turtle and i couldn't uh get it off the road cuz it
0: kept trying to snap at me so i was like i'm going to go can home can you go up behind it or they they're pretty well, fast well they they
1: got it they're pretty fast yeah.
0: so i was like i'm going to go and the, they have those necks that like oh yeah
1: dart So I was like, I'm going to go home and get a bucket and I'm going to get this thing out of the road. And by the time I got back, someone had ran over the turtle and killed it.
0: Yeah. And now you have a relationship with the turtle. And I, yeah, I'm like, I I almost had you. Yeah. And you just go, fuck, it's happening all the time. All around us. All the time, yeah. For millions of years. Animals eating, being eaten, eat just over and over and over and over and over.
1: Yeah, there's an Instagram, nature is
0: metal. Yeah, you I'm, watch, I'm with and I'm it.
1: Just, I watch it, but I'm just I like, do too.
0: Oh, man. But most of the time, it's like how it's pro-animal. Yeah. Nature is metal. It really is about how, a lot of it's just about like, can you believe how fast this cheetah is? Yes. The one, the cheetah in the savannah in Africa, the one that's like, the football play where you can't believe how fast the it's like a trail and there's, there's a people in the van or whatever, and you can't believe how fast it is. Oh yeah. It's that's the medalist of all the metal. Okay, so it's funny, I don't know where you are with drugs and alcohol now, but I'm in the spiritual use of drugs, or at least that's what I tell myself. Yeah. Uh, But I would argue it is, now it's a God experience every time I do it, and not like, God, I saw God, like, it's a genuine God connection. Are you, have you evolved in any way around the drug use? Well, I don't do anything now. I kind of, I was
1: doing weed for a long time. I like to say doing weed. Yeah, it's uh, cool yeah I was doing it for a long time and just recently I quit and not for any reason I just was like I kind of was just taking a break and I'm like I don't know I feel fine I've been yeah. I just been doing it and I actually you know I got a joke about it on the special but weed is too strong for me
0: now yeah that that's a good joke
1: where I'm like I just do a little bit of it and now I'm I'm freaking out and, and it's not every time but it's enough to where I'm like it's just not that fun to and do. again
0: it's the le- the weed that used to be available was garbage. Oh, so bad. Like, it was like no one knew how to do it. No one knew how to grow. Like, by the time it got to people, it was junk. Yeah, I mean, you had to know a friend. Yeah. Or just go, we would just go to an area
1: of town where we knew people were selling weed. And you just drive up and then they come up to your car and you give them the money and sometimes they would just have it or other times they'd be like, all right, I got to go get it. And then sometimes they come back. Sometimes they didn't. There was no uh, quality control. No. And then like, you know, even if you get robbed in this neighborhood. The next time you need weed and don't have it, you're like, "Well, let's go again.
0: Let's, let's see. Let's they just don't, see if it statistically works." Statistically, we shouldn't get robbed this time, but who yeah. knows?
1: And it never was like uh, I had. rob? Would you get robbed with guns? No, I just would get robbed by them just not.
0: By oh, it. they just would go yeah. like, "All right, I'm going
1: to go run." Now the I did here. have some friends that went late at night mm. on acid to get weed to this area, and would they, this be a black area, or white area? Uh, it could be either a lot of this particular one was a black area. Yeah. And the guy stuck a gun in his side and said, just give me the money. And we're talking $25. Yeah. Here. And, and and so instead of my friend giving him the money, he just took off in the truck. And the guy started shooting. And my friend threw my other friend's head down in the, just threw it down in the floorboard. And a, a bullet hit the back glass and then went through the front glass and then if you sit in the truck after that, like where the bullet went through would have been right through
0: his head had my friend not thrown him down. And it's just wild. So your friend's the one who hit the gas. Yes. And knew like action movie style. Yeah. Thrust your friend down. Yeah.
1: And I mean, he, you know, it's you know, it his fault that they were in that situation in
0: the first place. But yeah. But I'm saying but he saved his life. That's incredible, and also, it's twenty five dollars. Right? Maybe it could. Don't have been Don't shoot! 10. Like, don't shoot! <laughs> yeah. Is that worth it? And is it worth it to drive away? None of them are worth Everyone, it. Everyone, I, I, they're all getting Fs. Yes. For that, like, none of it was. It was the whole thing was wrong. Did the acid mushrooms anything? A little bit of mushrooms. Did was, any of it change your outlook? Because, because. You have a cockeyed point of view, as do any decent comedian. Just, you just don't see things correctly. Yes. Um, Or you see them, you don't see them the way you're supposed to, you see them the way you see them and you can't undo it. And that's that's what comedy is. But did the drugs have any effect on that?
1: I don't know. I mean, you know, we did think, that we were all, you know, that was the whole thing with acid back then. That's what they would say. You're expanding your mind. You would say we're opening other parts of the brain. And we don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true, but that's what we would think. We're opening new parts to our brain. So, you know, we would, you know, we loved like taking acid and listening to a Pink Floyd album and just thinking we understood the world for a little while. And then, but it's so
0: funny because you don't, you're not, You're just listening to Pink Floyd. It's like everyone listens to the same eight things. Yes. And lining it up with Wizard of Oz and all those goofy things, all those like folk tales. But we listened to disc one of The Wall. And
1: we analyze that like we, cause you know, there's no internet, so there's no, there's nowhere to, t- you can't just Google it and go, what's nope. this mean? What's this about? We didn't have any, we just had the disc. Mm-hmm. We, it might even been a burn disc. We didn't have the album covers. So we're just listening and we're just analyzing this thing to death. And we, you know, we just felt so smart. We felt like we were just uncovering the world out here.
0: Beyond that, was it, what was it like to be on acid as you? Well, I
2: don't know. I don't know. You know, that's been so long ago. This yeah. was, you know, over twenty
1: years ago yeah. when I was doing this. But um, I don't know. It just felt wild. I, I, you know, I, I had, you know, I had a good childhood. But I, you know, I grew up fairly sheltered in a way. Like I went to the city school, but I grew up in the country, right? So it's like you have all those jokes about the trailer park, right? I grew up in a trailer park, uh, which wasn't that fun. So not sure why they call it a park. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, my parents are divorced, so I live with my mom in the trailer park and then I live with and then uh you know, every other weekend I was with my dad on a farm. Uh but even the trailer park was in the country. Like it was a small, I don't know, 10-15 trailer park, 10 trailer 15 trailer trailer park. Yeah. Uh on a dirt road, woods to either
0: side of us. So it's like that's what I did my whole childhood, was just explore the woods. And did you realize like i think differently at any point oh yeah i mean i i felt like i'm for sure like
1: the weird kid of my friends but not weird in a way that i'm not cool yeah if that makes sense no i like, know I'm, mean. I'm weirdly I mean, people aren't picking on me saying you're weird but you know we used to play i remember we used to play like horse you know the yep. basketball but we we came up with all these different style horse. i don't remember any of them but we had a notebook and it was like (laughs) all right you do this and then you do that you know it's like so we're just always creating something
0: and you you were like spearheading it or your friend seinfeld has an observation that i i actually think is very true he's like when i was in high school everyone was funny and then they stopped and i just kept doing it where it's you guys are riding horse You're like, have a ledger. Oh, yeah. Which is funny and weird. And then they all become whatever they become. And you go, well, I'm going to keep riding horse. Yeah. I mean, of those kids, I mean, it's like, you know,
1: one, you know, it's like uh, one guy's an electrician. I'm still in touch with him. Another guy, I don't know what he does, but, you know, it just he's regular. Yeah. And then another guy uh, is dead. And uh, uh, so it's like. Uh, you know, everybody goes their own paths, but yeah. nobody's still creating horse except for me.
0: <laughs> no, it's now streaming creating horse. Dusty slide. <laughs> okay. So you just, so the drug thing was just like purely recreational and purely time filling and not even necessarily character building or just like, I don't know. I, it's just nothing to do. Let's do that.
1: Yeah, I remember my friend. Uh, he was smoking a joint outside my car. It's my best friend, and I'd not seen him in a long time. He came, he moved away, and then he came to visit me. And I just hung out with him while he smoked his joint. I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm, I don't mess around with it. I don't, you know, I'm not judging you, but I don't do it. And then we hung out. And then, you know, he, like a year later, maybe not even, you know, I'm now I'm drinking. You know, you get into drinking. I, the first time I ever smoked weed was when I was drinking. And then you just. I don't know, things just start to unfold. You're like, well, drinking, I did that, and that was fun. I did uh, weed, and that was fun. Now it's like, let's try these other things. Yeah, they,
0: when they call weed a gateway drug, they totally ignore beer
1: Oh, and yeah. alcohol.
0: It's like, that's the gateway drug. They sell it fucking everywhere. Yeah. And, and it leads to no one jumps alcohol to go oh, to yeah. weed. No, the first time I
1: had weed, I was drunk at a party at my own house, and some guys were smoking weed out. So back.
0: was everyone. Yeah, no one's ever just you. Just, that's how it go. That's the that's the that's the school. That's like seventh grade is weed, and then eighth grade. I'm sorry, seventh grade is alcohol, and then eighth grade is weed. And yeah. The- and see, I was late to the game,
1: especially for a, you know, a trailer park kid. I mean, you you think, you know, trailer park in Alabama, I was, you know, drinking in sixth grade, but I'm like, you know, I'm 17 before sure. I ever got drunk the first time. And, but I was like, this is great. Like it just. Did you like the feeling of alcohol? Yeah. I think what I still miss about
0: alcohol is you that. You stopped drinking.
1: Yeah. I haven't drank in 12 years. But it's like what I and I don't really consider myself an alcoholic. Yep. I was just like this is a, becoming a problem yeah. for me. But I um, I like that when you're drinking, like your your brain is like there are no consequences. I can say whatever I want. I can and it's like this super free feeling, like you're free from your mind. You're free from being like ah, oh, I shouldn't say this or oh, you know, you're just free to do whatever you want to yeah. do. You know, but the problem is that, you know, there are consequences.
0: I mean, to quote Donald Rumsfeld, freedom is messy. Freedom's untidy and free people are free to make mistakes and commit crimes and do bad things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it is. It is. And I mean, I loved it. And that's I. Like, Cue Britney Spears
0: knife dancing. Yes. Freedom's untidy and free people are free to make mistakes and commit crimes and do bad things. You want her free? Okay. Absolutely. She's going to knife dance. Yes. And you want to be free? Who knows what you're going to say, and who knows who you're going to say it to, and how they're going to take it when they're drunk, because two people that don't experience consequences, anything can happen. People piss all kinds of places, people puke all, people fuck the wrong people, they don't all of those things. Yes. So,
1: I mean, I would drink, I mean, I uh, several times I would be drinking and I would go out back or go to the bathroom, throw up and then come back and keep going. You know, it's yeah. like, I wasn't making myself throw up, but I'm like, oh, I had mimosas all morning and now I'm doing whiskey.
0: It's like. I like when drunk people blame their methods. <laughs> you know, like, you know what? I What My mistake was that I did wick, liquor <laughs> yeah. before beer. It's like, no, it's all poison. Yes, yes. It's just the sequence of poison, you're going to puke no matter what. So, yes. yeah. And
1: And I was like, it's like I read about this type of alcoholic. I still don't consider myself that, but I it's like when alcohol gets in your blood, it's like you're like ready to go. And that's me. I'm fine without alcohol, but if I did if I had a beer, I feel like immediately I would be like, "Oh, this is what I've been missing.
0: Let's do this." Yeah, and do you kind of keep yourself from it because you just know it'll it'll? Yeah, just, that's exactly it, you right. You will hit the gas and there's no break. When I stopped doing it, my life got so much better,
1: and I'm like, if I just I don't even want to chance it. I was in a church one time, and most of the churches I went to growing up, when you would do communion, you wouldn't do it every Sunday, but you, when when they would do it, it would be grape juice. I went to a church after I quit drinking, just a few months. Uh, I'd never been there. They did communion, took a shot and it was pretty big. And it was wine. And I sat there for a minute in that church. Like, am I going to go to brunch now after this? I mean, like I was like, I mean, it was wild.
0: Jesus, are we
1: doing this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was wild. Father God. And it passed. But I was like, it was scary for a minute. I was like, I'm about to go.
0: Well, I know people that did That did that drug addicts like Greg Giraldo, like Greg Giraldo was the kind of had the kind of brain that if you added once he added cocaine to it and I didn't even know Giraldo well, but I could even when he was sober, it was so kinetic. And then when if you add, I think it was just like, like alive in a way that he couldn't fathom. Yeah. And with alcohol, I feel like that's the same way with, with certain kinds of people. Oh, yeah, that aren't even the trouble. Isn't isn't like sloppy and all that. It's like, no, I'm so activated. It's I'd be a sucker not to drink.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's like, it's like, if I drink, I'm like this. If I get high, I go, I go down yeah. and I'm like, you know, it's, that's why weed was never as much of a problem for me because I, I can't do comedy high. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, on days that I am doing a show, I don't smoke weed, you know, maybe till after, but it just keeps me from doing it all day, every day, but drinking, of course I can do comedy drinking.
0: So
2: Especially.
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> Mint Mobile ads are easy for me because I'm I'm living this life. On average, it takes about thirty days for a person to break their New Year's resolution. So if saving money was on your 2024 list, your odds aren't looking that great, there, Chief. Luckily, I have a hundred percent guaranteed way to save you money this year. Just switch to Mint Mobile right now. Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at fifteen dollars a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for fifteen bucks a month. I do it. I'm living the life, guys. I'm saving probably $150 a month based on me and my mom's usage. I went from one of the big guys to Mint Mobile. I stand by it. I guarantee it. It's brand name. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium service for 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from three, six, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to monthly phone bills. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family, and at Mint Family start at two lines. So use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep the same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just fifteen bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just fifteen bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/Neal. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash N-E-A-L. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Neil. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, and then what's your really, what's the God's, where are you with God? And don't be shy because you're in L.A.
1: No, I mean, I've always been a Christian, Um, but when I quit drinking in 2012, I really like started to read the Bible in a way that I had never done before. And I just feel like I was opened up to new things. And uh, I just, it just sent me on a journey really to, you know, work on myself and, uh, um, you know, and just, uh, you know, try. What to- do
0: you think the theme as someone who I've grew up Catholic, but I haven't read the Bible. What do you think the theme or the point of the Bible is? Like, it's like, I go, hey, I've never read it. What is it? What's it about?
1: Well, I think it, you know, I think it's many things, uh, you know, and it's like, I feel like, you know, a lot of Christians today only go New Testament. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, yeah, obviously, Jesus is a big uh, is 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 the major uh, point. uh, You know, it's like but I I don't know. I feel like the Old Testament
0: is like more hand to hand. Like yeah. whispering in people's ears and kill people and smiting. and uh,
1: Right. But see, I'm into a lot of Old Testament stuff. I feel like Jesus did away with all that stoning. And he's like, you know, because he says to Jesus people, was like new age. Yeah. He's like he he says uh, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Right. Yeah. Which to me says, well, n- none of us are able to cast a stone here. So we're all guilty. So let's not be trying to stone people anymore. Correct. But, you know, I like a lot of Old Testament stuff. I don't eat pork. I don't eat shellfish. I gave that stuff up. I don't do a lot of, you know, traditional holidays. I try to, you know, keep kind of biblical holidays like Passover and whatnot. Okay. I'm, I'm not Jewish, but I, you know, I,
0: I and and I don't think that you have to be to do those things. Do you, what do you, when you said work on yourself because of obviously there's no parts of the Bible that are like work on yourself, but what are the things? So obviously judgment for cast the first stone. Um, What things do you feel like you, you it made you work on, you know, I just feel like it can, you know, cause you to uh,
1: treat people better because Mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, God is always watching you. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're like, uh, and, and, and and not from a necessarily a fear sense, but like, you know, we we act differently if someone's watching us as yeah. opposed to not watching us. And I just feel like if you know that God is always watching you, then you, uh, you know, you're like, I'm going to be a better person. Yeah. You know, I try to be nice to people when people don't see, you know, in a way where I'm not trying. That
0: to, to me is the best repercussion of religion is i call it super cop it's like god is super cop yeah and like when they they say it's cause of all wars and it's also the cause of people not getting punched in the face or cars stolen or candy yeah (laughs) or merchant whatever like right "Ah."
1: yeah and also you know and i feel like you know I, it just helps me realize that everybody is going through something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even when people, and it's hard, I mean, you know, I'm not perfect. I get irritated out here too, but it's like when people do approach me with an attitude or give me an attitude, I try to have a, you know, I go, well, I don't know what they're going through. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, uh, saying something to someone at McDonald's, like, you know, well, that's, you know, or not even to them, but just to myself, like, well, that's why you're working at McDonald's. And my right. sister was like, you don't know why they're working here. You don't know what their circumstance is. And that always resonates with me too. And I feel like that Yeah,
0: also you're wearing overalls with <laughs> right. bare feet.
1: Right. Right. It's like, you know, it's like who are we to judge anybody, yeah. you know? And that that's just how I try to live my life. And um uh, you know, and I think um uh that helps me. I think the the it helps me to and also it's like, you know, it's a dark world out here in a lot of ways. And uh, you know, there's hope that uh when i leave this world i go to a better place uh, that this is not everything to me it's a it would be a little sad to think that what what we have here and not that my life is not good but that what we have here is is everything that we have these incredible kind of Spirits living inside these bodies that no other animal seems to have. I mean, you could argue that dogs and cats have it. Yeah. Uh, a horse that you've been riding for a long the time.
2: The
0: possum that you caught. What did you right, catch?
1: Right. Uh, what, what did I say? Uh, uh, well, we thought it was a cat. You know? Right.
0: The but he. I heard he specifically had and the turtle. Simon Turtle had a great personality oh, and was oh, sentient. Oh, yes, and yes. Then, but you didn't do it in time, so. But it's
1: like, you know, these things, you don't you never come across like a turtle village where they're like living in houses drinking tea, <laughs> you know?
2: I love you. Let me push back on that.
0: <laughs> That's not the sign of a of a they have their village they have their their pods they have their communities Right. I don't just cause like well, where are your books turtles like that That doesn't I'm, I'm vegan so I don't eat animals just yeah. cause I don't need to I right. just feel like I don't need to someone did a joke a long time ago where they go I think it was Dan Cronin he was a he wrote for Coney's comic and he goes, he goes what did we what did chickens do to us that <laughs> right. we're doing this to them. Like at this point we're just rubbing it in like let's do nuggets of them. Just this sadistic ass approach to all that but my my experience with having not read the bible and I got here from basically dry, ayahuasca and DMT and MDMA is that it isn't literal. I don't take this literally anymore. And it's not actual it's like almost a metaphor or something for an actual i don't think we have any sense of what's actually happening
1: yeah i mean that well that could very well be true
0: maybe we don't you know
1: and i but i think but you i know.
0: do believe that we are infinite spirits caught in these bodies and because you can remember as someone not didn't even know you you've been you since your first fucking memory yeah,
1: and you you know, and, and and I I wonder sometimes if not for pictures or or mirrors, if we would even know that we've changed, right? It's like because you know you're just living your life. You think about yourself. I I remember you. Can, I I have I have a great memory, and I remember things from my childhood. Very vividly. I mean, I'm sure everyone does, but I, I just feel like I, I you know, I'll tell a joke or I'll say something on a podcast and a friend will message me and say, Man, I can't believe you remember that. Yeah. You know? Uh, but it's like, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I I agree that I mean all the that turtle very well could have had a home that he was making his way back to. Yeah. Right. But I just think that we're different as humans. I think we're uh so much different. And I just like to think that, you know, when we die it's not just over for us.
0: What do you think of nature? Because I now think of nature as, I, and again, I did, this is all from, I believe that every religion has the right uh, idea, which is that there is a central creation force, and um, this is all an expression of that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm a respecter of all religions because I, you know, I, who am I to, you know, I, I grew up, you know, I've, I've changed my beliefs, but I've stayed in the same religion, right. essentially. But, uh, you know, I don't know what to tell yeah, it's also grew up a
0: certain. A joke I tried that wasn't funny enough where I was like, when you hear Jewish people describe their God, Muslim people describe their God and christians describe their god it's like i think you're talking about the same guy it's like a police description with slight differences yeah like what are the odds that this is a different thing individually and then if you look at islam and judaism half of their holy sites are identical right they're like the the most the temple on the rock is this it's 300 yards from the Muslim so sacred so it's like guys it's all the same person or or yeah and entity. I don't you know and it's it's supposedly all stems from Abraham in the Bible so mm-hmm. um yeah so it is yeah you know or it's is that in i don't know if the quran incorporates abraham as well but like it's the same thing you're just describing it in a different way i I don't know
1: that's why i say say supposedly i don't know but you know the idea being that abraham two had two sons isaac and ishmael yeah and that's what someone told me i don't know that ishmael would have islam would have come from him and 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 uh
0: islam's from i don't know but but it's all like okay Maybe we got the different names, but this is the same. We're all talking about the same thing, and to me, all these arguments and fights and wars become about real estate and human power. It's yeah, not- I mean,
1: even you know, Christian denominations—they're not necessarily fighting each other, but you know, they 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 get into fights and split, and that's why you have Baptist, Methodist, non-denominational. You have so many, uh, you know. All, all I guess deriving from Catholicism, it seems silly, even like uh, I've gotten to know a lot of well i don't I don't know them, but I've interacted with a lot of Amish Mennonite people. How um, come? Well, we have a lot of that in Tennessee, and uh, I have a cabin that I have built uh in in a smaller part of Tennessee where a bit built by Mennonites, and so it's like apparently what, are like, they cheaper or more or less cheap? more expensive around the- i think they're more expensive than amish is that what you mean or just regular i think cheaper laborers. than just regular stuff
0: cheaper cheaper, cheaper yeah great
1: but I, I, now i don't know if you buy some amish furniture now that's a different thing
0: well they're charging they got that oven right
1: yes they got, yeah that's a but but like you know i i was told like mennonites split off from the church because they wanted to be a little more extreme yeah. And then Amish split from the Mennonites because they wanted to be even more extreme. And I like Mennonite. Uh, Amish. You think that's seem, the
0: right amount of extreme? I, I think so. Mennonites, can do they do TV?
1: Uh, they don't do TV or radio, okay. apparently, but they do electricity. Okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, I you know, it, it's like we talk, talk at the beginning of this about not having the internet and how boring things were. And I agree. Um but in a way I'm like, sometimes I'm like, do we just have too much? Do we, we have too much entertainment? A
0: million percent have too much. And I have a new theory about Western life or whatever, modern life that it's, we all have these decadent emotions and expectations of everything. Cause we're all, everything's catered to us. So Yes, we all have these decadent sexual needs and decadent emotional needs and decadent like food and just all this like, no, I want it. I want is it available? Get boop. Get bring it to me. Read me a book. It's all so insane.
1: Yeah, it is. I was uh, at my hotel this morning and then I turned on the shower and like it took a minute for the hot water to come.
2: You, were you furious? Like, yeah, I was like,
1: come on, guys. I'm going to fucking call. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it wasn't so extreme, but I had to check myself to where it's like, you know, hot water is coming and I'm going to get an amazing shower. Yep. And then I'm going to put on clean clothes. If yeah. I don't like those clothes, I'll put on the other clothes that I have.
0: Yes, which are dirty, <laughs> kind of. Yes. They're dirty from the airplane that you were on. A lot of people haven't flown. <laughs> yes. Well, planes. I mean, what a wild experience
1: that is. I mean, I got on a flight last night from Tennessee, and in four hours I was here. Uh, and that would have been a lifelong journey that people might not
0: ever come back from. Yeah. Years ago. No, yeah, like a, it would have been five months. Horse. They and might carriage. not even made it. They might not have, and then when they got there, they're probably never coming back. Well, yeah, once you get out of here, <laughs> yeah, you've been here, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was a shit was real different, and we have it real good, and we're so spoiled, t- completely spoiled about everything all the time. Yeah, and I, we sound a million years old saying this, but yeah. I, I promise you, you, appreciate what you have because it's incredible.
1: Yeah, I was riding uh, in an Uber one time with a, a an Indian man and he was telling me that he's from India and he was saying that the, the part of India he's from, he's like, uh, you have to get up at like four or five in the morning because that's when they turn the water on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you got to get all your buckets ready to fill it up because if you miss it, then you just don't have water that day.
0: I was talking to somebody last night about AI. Artificial intelligence, you know, within five years, it's going to be, we're all going to have our heads hooked up to whatever. And there are going to be a a billion people on earth going, hey, do you think I could just have a toilet before we go to this brain thing? Do you think I could live through the period where I have running water and a fucking toilet? Can I just experience that quickly before I jump to this weird ass singularity? Like we're so separated in terms of our experiences today and that there are guys India has rolling blackouts every day. Electricity. Every day. Not some days when it's (laughs) rainy. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. And work and you're like, I'm gonna fucking sue this hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hi, Neil Brennan here. Hey, um, how scrupulously are you checking your bills? Are you like are you just kind of like bah, blah blah yep and then blah blah yeah. That's my impression of you checking your bills. My point is, if you check them quickly and and you kind of just go like yeah, I don't know, I and you or you see a subscription that maybe you thought you canceled that you didn't, and you then you forget and then you get caught up. You start listening to your podcast, You know how you get. Rocket Money is the thing for you. The other day, I got charged for I can't say what it was. But uh, I subscribed a long time ago and uh, I forgot about it. It was an annual charge. And it's one of those things where I'll do the sample and then I'll be like, I'll cancel. Then I forget to cancel whatever. Long story short, Rocket Money was there for me. Rocket Money helped me. Rocket Money, Rocket Money, Rocket Money. Here's what's great about Rocket Money I can see all of my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund. For the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%, all you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over... $500 $500 million dollars in canceled subscriptions. Bad for companies, great for you, great for Rocket Money. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash N-E-A-L. That's rocketmoney.com N-E-A-L. Rocketmoney.com slash Neil. All right, here's some more blocks. Work-life balance. That's interesting to me.
1: Well, I you know, I, I I'm my wife used to do comedy. We mm-hmm. met doing comedy. She's from Canada. I was living in Charleston, South Carolina. We met at an open mic in New York City that you signed up and they gave you How um, long
0: did you live in New York for?
1: I never lived there. I spent a month there. I have a I had a friend there. His had a room come open. I wanted to spend a little time. I said, Would your landlord let me rent that for one month? And he got his landlord to do it. So I just went for a month. Uh, I had saved up money and I just went uh, and just did open mics every day. I mean, in, in Charleston, you you were lucky to get two open mics a week. Yeah. So I was like, to me, I was like- Is it gonna, still like that? Uh, maybe worse. Wow. M- may, you know Because we had a nice community for a while. I don't know what it's yeah. like, but it could be better, could be worse, yep. but it's not much better. But I was like, I want to do one open mic every day for 30 days. I mean, to me, this was a wild idea. I realized people are doing, and I, I ended up doing 47 uh, in a month. And I was like, I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah. But I met my wife at one of those open mics. We didn't start dating then, but we stayed in contact. Um, and so she was doing comedy for a long time. She moved down here. We got married. Uh, we never planned to have kids. And then in 2018, she stopped. Like you
0: specifically didn't want to have kids. Yeah, we
1: talked about not having kids.
0: What were your reasons?
1: I don't know. I feel like the world's always going to end at some point. And, yeah. and we're, uh, you know, just what you're talking about. All our brains are about to be hooked to computers. Yep. And I just thought, why would I bring kids into the world? Yep. Right. And then uh, 2018, my wife stopped doing comedy. Uh, the road was too much for her. She, she was great at comedy and she was really booked up. But the road was too much. She just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And then COVID happened and we're like just kind of stuck at home. And for whatever reason, we decided that we wanted to have kids. Uh, like, I, And it still makes no sense to me that my whole uh, worry this whole time was that things were going to get really bad. There was going to be a pandemic. And then like when it's the worst it's ever yeah. been in my life, I just felt like. I should have kids. And my wife was into it. We, we just, I don't know, something just changed in us. And so we had our daughter in 2021. And then I had a son in, uh, um, I don't know, 2023. Uh, so they're about two years apart. And, and so now I'm like, uh and my career was going well in 2018. I mean, things were really happening. Uh that's when it started to happen. And then in 2020, it was going great other than the fact that we What was
0: work. I see cuz I had no sense of until I saw you on Netflix. I didn't know anything about you. Well, I was just working the road, you know, yeah. just out here. That's why I moved to Nashville. Headlining clubs in the just on the road and selling out or just like not doing. selling out but but you know hitting my guar- hitting my my guarantees got it
1: but it's like in you know in 2018 I did uh just for laughs uh, uh, new faces unwrapped mm-hmm. had a great set Uh, I, I got a, I signed a development deal with ABC for a show that never got made, but I made a little money. Great. Uh, and then I got that experience, which was cool to write a script. Um, obviously not good enough, but, uh, no, I, I think it was great. Uh, but the, uh, and then I did the tonight show that, that year for the first time, which really did a lot for me. And I got, you know, management and agents and, and then suddenly rooms that I couldn't even. Maybe I
0: did see on the tonight show. Yeah.
1: Rooms that I couldn't even get in to feature, now I'm headlining. So things are going well. And then in 2019, I got Variety's top 10 comics to watch. Felt really fun. And then here we go, 2020, boom, all stopped. Uh, But it was a nice break for me. At first, I was like, this is really great. I've been traveling for, for, I, I don't know, at this point, six years straight. Every weekend if I can I'm going out doing comedy. So it was a nice break. Yeah. But uh, and then thing, you know, things came back, and started going again, and then we had the kids and so the career's going really well, but now it's like the best it's ever been. And career. so I, my career. Yeah. And it's like but now I have two kids and I want to be a good dad. Yep. I don't want to be so focused on, you know, my career that I
0: Uh, I'm not there to raise my kids. Did you feel a change? I've been told that when you have a kid, a part of your brain opens up that you didn't even know existed. 100%.
1: I mean, when I had my daughter, um, I, I don't know that it was all that real to me. Until my and I and I didn't stand down and watch the baby yeah. come out, but I stood at my wife's shoulder, and then I saw this human being come out that we had created. Yep, uh, and I was I was changed in that moment where I'm like, oh, now I gotta be a better dude. I gotta be a better guy. I gotta I have to live now.
0: It's funny. How did that compare to the Bible? Well, you know the. Me, do you know what I mean? And just in terms of like the Bible, it's sort of esoter- It's sort of ethereal, or kind of like you should, you might want to, and then this. Well, I like think, I think here.
1: The, the Bible was morally better, uh, and the 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 my daughter was like uh, just like. Uh, I got to take care of my health better. I have to, you know, uh, you know, just take things more serious now. I have to. I can't just sit at home and watch YouTube all day. I need to like now. I have to really get in gear as a as a man to take care of my daughter. Yeah, because you know. You know, they say like, you know, women's uh, example of, you know, their first example of a man, you know, is their dad or whatever. I don't know what the expression is. Some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, I mean, I want, um, you know, uh, my daughter to expect to be treated a certain way. Yeah. So I feel like
0: I'm the guy that needs to show her how to be treated. That's why you pay for all of her dinners and stuff. Yes. (laughs) When she starts dating, she'll expect that. Exactly. Okay. So the thing about work-life balance, I've been just been thinking a lot recently about basic gender differences is one of my uh, one of my areas yeah and the when you think about your performance as a man father how much of that is like i just need to earn well there is a part of that because i don't want my daughter to grow up poor i mean right but i'm saying like how much of it's emotional and how much of it is just practical i need x amount of dollars I don't care how I get it. I'm gonna fucking get it for these kids.
1: I don't know. I don't think there's so much of that. Okay. I think I. I don't think there is any number figure on it. I yeah, mean, I,
0: not necessarily number yeah. figure, but like safety provisions. Yeah, I mean, it's like it
1: is like. Yeah, I mean, I want to, uh, you know, make sure they have. You know uh you know i don't know i want to you know i want like my house my mortgage to be paid off mm-hmm. so we don't lose our house yeah. ever like if something crazy were to happen we wouldn't lose our house and they're, they're always going to have food and things like that so i want to make you know the right kind of investments uh to to ensure that that's that's in place but I, but, but, you know, another thing is like, I just want to stay married, uh, to my wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, I grew up with divorced parents and at, even in I'm 41, it still affects my life. Like, you know, we can't, I still can't do holidays with my, with my parents together. Uh, and now they're getting older. It's like this year I took my dad to my mom's Thanksgiving and my mom has, I have two older sisters that are, uh my mom's kids mm-hmm. not my dad's right so uh so i took my dad to that thanksgiving first time ever first time ever and i got them agreed to to do it why'd you do it well i did it because you know both of my parents are getting old right yeah. and i'm like i want to spend thanksgiving with both of them but now i have a busy schedule i have my own things going on i have my own kids i can't do two thanksgivings like i've done my whole life yeah so I'm like I need you guys to just be together. But it was so weird for me. I was like cuz I don't know. They can't be cool with each other. Yeah. Like my they, they're not fighting, but my whole life it's like they're always like I have this thing where it's like I feel like uh my problem with my parents is that they both wanted me. They both wanted me. Like a lot of people have, you know, neglect yeah. issues where their parents are like pushing them off to the other one. Mine is like Both my parents wanted me to be with them. Which is a different kind of tension. Yeah. And so, and rather than working it out, they worked it out through me where they would be like, you know, tell your dad, you're going to stay with me this weekend. Or my dad would be like, tell your mom, call your mom, tell her you're going to stay an extra day. And then, and, and then just instead of my mom knowing that my dad put me up to this and going, yeah, it's okay. She would you know, put the guilt on me and it's yeah. like this whole, so it's like, yeah, that's still in me now. So I show up, my, my daughter uh, doesn't really have a lot to do with my dad. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't see him that often, but
0: your daughter's three, four, she's two, two, two and a half. Okay. Yeah.
1: So she, you know, she doesn't want to sit with my dad. She doesn't want to do any of that with my dad. He's, you know, kind of a stranger to her and she sees my mom more often. So my dad came to visit me for two days. My daughter would not hang out with him at all. And then we all show up to my sister's house where my mom is and my daughter immediately runs up and gets in her lap. And I'm like, he didn't say anything, but I know he saw it. And it's just like, and so I'm, I am so I got that emotion in me. Yeah. I got guilt now for my daughter who doesn't have any of that guilt issue. Yeah. She doesn't care at all if my dad. When she hears this podcast. <laughs> right. She doesn't care at all if my dad's feelings are hurt. Do and you regret shouldn't.
0: trying to make it happen?
1: I don't regret it.
0: Would you do it again? I
1: don't think I would do it again. Yeah. Unless I have it at my house. If they all come to my house, little different. I feel like it's, you know, it it was at my sister's house. So I feel like I really put my, my, not on enemy territory. I put my dad, not on enemy territory, but I don't know the
0: word for it. Not the, not probably in a way game. Yes, Um, for sure. Okay. So what do you, how do you, do you, so you feel guilty on the road or do you feel like, like ah, I wish there was another way to-
1: Yeah, I don't feel
0: guilty on the road because I know it's my job. Yeah. But
1: it's like this week in particular, right? I'm, com- I'm coming to LA to do things like this. I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, you let me do your podcast. So, um, you know, here I am. I, you know, I have a few of these- It was up- a tough decision. Dustin. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I really waited hard. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, you. you're welcome. Well, I am happy to be here. I mean, yeah, this is I'm really I'm happy to great. have you. And, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm spending a couple extra days out out here, uh, in LA. And then I fly to Milwaukee where I'll do three days of comedy. So now I'm gone for five days. Yeah. So I think my daughter gets it uh, a little bit. She knows dad travels a lot, but my son is an infant still. And I think my son is like, where's that guy that's here yeah. sometimes?
0: Well, you know, they don't have memories until they're like three. Yeah. And I hope he doesn't even notice. Here's the thing. You're still going to be on the road in yes. three, four or five years. Yes. I guess it's just a matter of, like, it is an interesting thing where it's a new, not a new phenomenon where men are like, I would like to be around that. I want to (laughs) help make the kids be emotionally healthy. Whereas there is a big part of men that is there. It's easy to just be like, I'm just going to earn and I'm a mule and I'm just going to get out there. I'm a beast of burden. I'm trying to get the money for these babies.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you got to do that. Yeah, right. It has to. You, you know, it's like if you're if you're home all the time, then you probably don't have any money. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because even you know, even if you work from home, like you may physically be in the house. Yeah, but you're but, in
0: your office or yes. whatever.
1: So it's like you know, you got to go earn. So I just try. I just want to minimize that. You know. Well,
0: what do other people say about? what do other comics say about it? What do other, or are they bad? It does. Do you not care? I I guess I, I don't talk to enough people yeah. about
1: it, but I also don't really care because I, I don't know. I feel like I live differently than a lot of people in, yeah. in a lot of ways. So I'm just like, you know, I just want to, I like to analyze. I like to see what's going on, see how people are living their lives and see how it's, you know, it affects.
0: You have a lot of, uh, ambition or for your work stuff like where are your ambitions more uh the emotional safety and health of your kids or is it the i want to make it more i want to do bigger venues and i want to i don't know that i am so ambitious it's like i was uh, a
1: pesticide salesman mm-hmm. uh f- i would go to lowe's and home depot stores and sell pesticides and
0: tell people the punchline which you kind of we kind of figured
1: Then i don't know if you can tell that by looking at me but uh Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know if you can tell that by looking at me. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I started doing comedy as a hobby and then I won a competition in Charleston. I made a thousand bucks. And then the next year and in between that one and the next competition, I quit drinking. And then by the next year I won the competition, like by way more votes. And it's like, so I was like, Oh, I, maybe I got something here. So I start trying to figure out how to make money doing comedy, but I don't know if it was so much ambition as it was, I hate the other job that I have. And if I can make money doing this, I mean, I always said, I don't need to be famous. If I can make a living doing this, then that's better than what I was
0: doing. It's so, it's such a much better way to do it. Yeah. Just like just do you have a job that's better than selling pesticide not like regional a regional pesticide guy driving from parking lot to parking lot texting the guy that you're here yeah (laughs) and then and then so in so it makes you see comedy in a in a hell in a proportional way which is it's better than pesticide sales.
1: Yeah, I mean, even when I was making less money, cause it was a good job, right? I had health insurance, yeah. I had a car allowance, I had, you know, I had a salary. Same hair, same
0: beard, same glasses.
1: Uh, I Well, I had this hair at one point. I did try to professional it up for a bit. Uh, I, you know, I cut my hair, tucked in the shirt, sure. wore a lot of khakis. Yep, I was really trying to do it for a minute, you know, huh. but I was also drinking a lot. So what you had to do, you would have to drive to the Lowe's store and then go inside and you had to call in on the Lowe's phone to, you know, and to a system. That way they knew you checked into that store. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do it from your cell phone. That was like the way to get yourself fired instantly if you called in from your cell phone.
0: Okay, but I would be. So hung- I had that part wrong. But yeah. you did have. To, I knew you yes. had to call in.
1: But I would be hungover, so I would go, show up, call in on the Lowe's phone, and then go back out to my car and sit and smoke cigarettes and listen to the radio for an hour, and then go back in.
0: You know? Oh, so you were there, so you didn't even have to. You didn't. You weren't there to sell to the store. You were there to just sell in the store. Yeah,
1: set up displays, yeah. do things like that. But it's like a lot of times you go in and you're like-
0: there's nothing really to do today.
1: This store is set up.
0: It looks I was good. I just spent 3 days at a Lowe's last week on a commercial and it wasn't crowded. Yeah. It was like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the morning. It's just yeah. not it's like it's just not the busy time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had it all mapped out. I mean, there was one store in a place called Vidalia, Georgia mm-hmm. where it was really far to get there for me. And they had a great buffet basically behind the Lows. I would go clock Why? in. Why? Well, it was a restaurant. Okay. Yeah. yeah it wasn't just some guy <laughs> okay. out there. Yeah. So I would go clock in, walk through the store, go, it looks good. I would find some employee. I would go, you guys do a great job here. I really appreciate it. And then leave, go to the buffet, eat, come back, clock out, go to the next store.
0: And did it matter that you hadn't sold any pesticide?
1: No, no one. In fact, that store would prefer I didn't do anything in their store. They were like, we know what we want to do in here. We don't want you messing up anything. So I would.
0: So it'd be great. Great. And then comedy is is better than that.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Do you. How are your nerves with comedy? I actually don't really get nervous. I mean, despite how I
1: move around and twitch and 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 it just seems like I may have a nervous energy. But I've done enough cool things now to where I'm like, I don't really get that nervous. I mean, I do the I've done the Grand Old Opry like 30 times. And to me, like as a lifelong country fan um, to do the Opry is huge. And there's 4,400 people in there uh, when it's sold out. Is is the Opry the one that's downtown Nashville? That's the Ryman. That's that's the old Opry. Okay. But even the new Opry's been there since like the 70s. But yeah, I mean, it's like this huge... And I've done the Ryman, which is also like the first time you do the Ryman, a lot of nerves. You do it several times.
0: Yeah, you just get used to it.
1: Even that, you know, I've done The Tonight Show. I just did my fourth appearance on The Tonight Show. And it's like the first time I think they thought they had made a mistake booking me because I was so nervous. Yeah. But this last time I did it, I wasn't nervous at all. I was like... All right, I've done this. Let's do it. I'm yeah. ha- happy to be here. Now, on the other hand, I did the cellar to uh, to prepare for the uh, for for the tonight show, and I, I still I'm still nervous there because it just seems like the coolest place. Actually, the first time I did the comedy store, and the only time I did the comedy store, I I was in the main room and I tripped down that little step <laughs> going out. I was the first one. No host. No warm up. I got five minutes and I trip coming off that step. Wonderful. But I still was able to recover and had a great set. Yeah, it was awesome. Great. But it's like, I don't know. I I found a way to use the nerves. It's like if I am nervous, the only thing that anyone can notice is that my voice, if you know me really well, you can tell in my voice I'm a little nervous. Yeah. But other than that, all the moves are still the same. I may touch my glasses
0: a bit more. So you're so you seem like a pretty healthy guy. I mean like in terms of values and uh like perspective you seem like like yeah this is pretty going good. You seem like a nice guy. It's like
1: well, I'm just—I'm uh, very happy to be doing what I'm doing. I—I I don't look at it as like, look how far I've
0: come. Sort well, you of don't thing. seem to have an axe to grind. Where everyone gets in here, get moves out here to like grind axes. Like, where do where's the axe? Where's the fucking the thing I can get my axe on and show everyone and prove and I'll you know. I just think it went away when
1: I quit drinking. When I was in my twenties, I feel like that was my my whole thing. I had built up this idea that people in high school were were uh, one day they'll see, you know. And uh, when I quit drinking, I just I don't know. I gained a whole new perspective. And I don't think it's drinking for everyone, right? Like I always talk about drinking. I don't think drinking is a problem for everyone, yeah. right? So I don't, That's that's was my thing. For other people, it's weed. For other people, it's something else. Like yeah. m- me and my wife have the opposite thing. My wife has a real problem with weed, right? She doesn't do it because she, I mean, like I can make a a bag of weed last months. I would do yeah. a little puff here and there. My wife gets involved, it's gone in a day. Uh, but it, it, for me, it's drinking. Yep. We have beer. My wife will drink, but we have beer in our fridge that's been there for months. But if I'm involved, there never was a liquor cabinet in my apartments because me and my buddies would buy a bottle of liquor and it's I'd why like- waste, yeah, Why waste? Why put? It,
0: it's not going to be in the cabinet very yeah, long. Yeah,
1: we're going to drink this. That's yeah.
0: why we bought it. This is the cabinet. Yes. Right yes, here.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. So, but when I quit drinking, I don't know, I just felt like over time- all that went away that by the time i i actually got something you know like a tonight show or jfl something that was really cool i wasn't like i'm going to show people i'm like i i feel okay about who i am and uh it just i feel good about this and then that's why it's like now i i feel like i only say positive things about my hometown i'm not like you know screw screw my home i'm like no i'm like i'm happy to have grown up there and i love to go back and visit my friends and uh i only want to say good things
0: about where i grew up it's funny because you seem weirder on stage than you are off stage well it's it's like a kind of usually if someone's weird on stage they're fucking crazy weird (laughs) off
1: stage
0: (laughs) well comedy
1: makes me weird i i like weird comedy like you know uh like a, a a neil hamburger i saw neil hamburger at the poor house in charleston uh years ago i had no idea what i was seeing my friend took me and uh i was so blown away yeah. by that that i was like if he can do that then i can do anything <laughs> with comedy you know what i mean yeah and i love it like the the uh neil hamburger um hot February night album is one of my favorites. I love, I'm like this. I can't tell if the audience hates him or if they love him. But- well,
0: it's this similar thing where Neil hamburger can't really bomb. Yes. Cause he's, bom- he's already bombing.
1: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so you can either join him
0: or not. Yes. But he's gonna go and bomb. Yes. And, he doesn't think it's going good. He doesn't, you don't get a sense that he has any idea what's happening. Yes. (laughs) Of course he does, but right. But you, but it doesn't matter what the audience does. He's going to do what he's going to do.
1: Yeah. And, and it's like, so I like weird comedy like that. I think that's fun. And I am a weird guy, but I, you know, I also feel like, you know, we're having a, like a one-on-one conversation. I just, I'm like, I don't know. It's just not in me to be to get get real weird with it, you know. With with a one on one conversation. Yeah, like my I had this boss I used to work with, and he he played football for the Buffalo Bills like in the '60s, and he beca- he he was my boss as the pesticide salesman before I became the boss, and he was like a real mentor. when you murdered him
0: and became the boss. Yes, yes yes,
1: and he became a real mentor for me, and and he we used to have a lot of one on one conversations when I was in my early twenties and I was very uncomfortable, but we would sit in his truck and he would smoke cigarettes and we would talk. And I I talked to him about that. And he goes, well, one-on-one you don't get to be a character. You don't get to be the entertainer. You're having real conversations with people when you're, when you're in front of multiple people, you can become, you know, the entertainer version of yourself.
0: Yeah. I, I went somewhere this weekend and, the guy there was a guy who just kept saying like you don't seem funny and I was like I'm I know I don't but I can show you tape <laughs> right
2: right <laughs> what do you want me to do
0: because being funny in a conversation with a stranger is weird yes. I can go for jokes but you're not you don't even know what I'm like normally so let's set up what I'm like normally and then we'll go we'll build out from there
1: yeah and even like telling you the joke yeah. that you already liked yeah. uh was very uncomfortable.
0: It's incredibly uncomfortable. That's yeah. what's so that's what's so wonderful about it. That yeah. make people do it. it's just a copyright issue. I mean I, I understand it's absolutely dreadful. I mean, I don't mind doing it. Sure.
1: I've done so much radio. When I first started doing radio, <laughs> yep. I used to go in with I would be like, all right, these are my setups. And I would just have them hit me with the setups and I would just do the jokes. But when you walk in and it's just one other guy and he's doing the setups, it is like the most uncomfortable thing. Because whether he laughs or not, it's like, if he laughs, it feels like he faked it. If he Mm -hmm. doesn't laugh, I'm bombing on the radio. Mm
0: -hmm. What if he says, it's going to be this Thursday, guys, (laughs) this Thursday (laughs) through Sunday? So one show Sunday. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so very good. You're, you I like talking to you. You're a good man. Uh, anything we didn't cover?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I, I think we talked about the special. I'd love for people to go watch. Yeah, the it's very special. funny. It was
0: in the top ten for over a week, I think. And yeah, very exciting. Yeah, uh,
1: and it's you know it's fun. It's uh you know I I wouldn't did do... it
0: improve because you have a joke about web traffic about your website how much did the traffic go up it did go up quite a bit yeah it went up quite a bit what was the peak day uh
1: i don't know i'd say there for about a week after uh, it took about a week before my email would say web traffic is down today got it it would say up every day yeah. and then finally it was down but even when it was down it was like I'm still like it's only down from what it was up I mean it it's still up from the original numbers. It has to be. And yeah, it's great. I mean, I got uh had a I had my my weed joke uh about weed being too strong really went viral on you on Facebook. Great. And I feel like that's where all the old dudes are at yeah are like yeah it is too strong on tiktok and instagram they're like you're
0: weak <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> it's not strong enough pussy. Yeah. <laughs> um all right buddy well you're you're so funny watch the special watch is a half hour was great and the hour is great thank um, you and uh dusty slay everybody we're having a good time